Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free seven-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I've been producing in Sydney, Australia since 2016. Now predominantly the show is individual one-on-one interviews with some of the most fascinating guitarists and guitar related figures around the world. But in addition to that we also host the iconic roundtable discussions and post some gear reviews from time to time. Now today, I am joined by Fender's President of the Asia-Pacific Region, Mr. Edward Bud Cole. Bud joined us to talk about Fender's flagship Tokyo store, which opened during 2023, which is an absolutely incredible home to all things Fender. It's done on a level. I thought it was worth getting a guest on to talk about it. This is not your ordinary guitar shop. Bud takes us behind the doors of this amazing venture. We also get some insight into the workings of Fender Japan and how they've really carved out their own lane in the global world of Fender. It's a fascinating conversation, so let's jump straight in. Welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks so much, Matt, for inviting me. Super excited to talk with you today. Great, great to have you on on the show. Now, uh, Fender Japan's flagship store opened on June 30th, 2023. And looking at all the videos and the photos, this is not uh, a hole in the wall with guitars hanging up in a cash register in the corner. Ed, what, how can you explain what a customer experience actually looks like at this place? Well, it's, you know, Fender's first flagship store in the world and Fender's the number one electric guitar bass and amp brand in the world. Um, and we have this just fantastic uh, four-story uh, true Fender flagship store, which is really meant to inspire players uh, at every stage of their musical journey. Fender's mission is to support players at every stage of their musical journey. And this store is just another expression of supporting them. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's about 1,500 square meters, uh, wow. the total store, net store space, over a basement floor and three, three, uh, you know, three other floors, uh, one through three. So you basically will walk into the first floor, and what you'll see is you'll see um, all of the newest um, and I think the most exciting uh, recent new product introductions from Fender. That's really the big focus. So everything that we're marketing behind, whether that's new product lines, whether that's new exclusive products, whether that's artist, um, new signature artist models, um, that's really uh, new amplifiers. We really, when you walk in, we really want you to see 
this is what we are working on this year. This is what we believe in. Um, and to really give it its proper time and space for consumers to see the latest and greatest by Fender. You know, the store is in the middle of Harajuku Omotosando Corridor in Tokyo, which is a very, um, very well-trafficked and very, very exciting retail space. I'd argue one of the most exciting in the world. Uh, you know, we do have a lot of people that are also looking for swag and looking for, you know, kind of souvenirs and stuff like that. So we have a big area in the store, which is dedicated towards um, a new brand, a kind of a kind of a high-end um, kind of, uh, you know, street fashion, streetwear brand, just called F is for Fender, okay, cool. uh, which is very cool. Lots of cool t-shirts, sweatshirts, um, cool trousers, just a whole array of really neat um, Fender uh, fashion and Fender accessories, all made in Japan. Um, and, and the quality is fantastic and the design is really neat. We also have in the same area, we also have just a ton of really cool destination products. So Fender Tokyo, Fender Flagship Tokyo, t-shirts and just lots of cool swags and swag and and items that people could bring home to their family and friends so that's the first floor mm -hmm. we go down to the basement floor the basement floor is really the biggest expression that fender's ever done i think it's the biggest expression of acoustics so this the the basement floor is all about fender's acoustics we do a big business in acoustics um acoustic guitars obviously a big focus on our acoustic acoustic guitars as well as our brand new highway series we also have a, 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 a space called Fender Care, where if you need to get your guitar fixed, you want to pick up a guitar you purchased online, you want to drop up a guitar to have shipped home, um, we can do all that there. And then we also have the Fender Cafe, which is a uh, which is a really cool joint venture that we did between a company in Japan called Zents, a company out of Los Angeles called Verve Coffee and Fender to create just a really neat environment where people can come look at guitars, they can sit down, have a cup of coffee, have a cocktail, whatever. It's just a really neat, soft space in the store. If you go up then to the second floor, because we talked about the first floor, second floor is all about made in Japan guitars. We have a long history yes. with our made in Japan guitars. Um, most of these, 95% of all the Japanese made guitars stay in Japan. So if you really want a Japanese made guitar, uh, there's no store in the world that has a bigger collection selection or assortment of these guitars um, as the as the uh, as the Fender flagship store here in Tokyo. On the other side, we've got all of our made in the USA guitars, um, made in the you know USA professional guitars, professional twos. We've got the ultra guitars. We also have a nice selection of our made in uh, made in Mexico player series guitars. Okay, um, great. And, and then added on to that, we have a nice, big, huge uh, Fender amp room, which is all, it's the biggest collection of what's available. Available Fender's full collection of its full assortment of um, digital guitars, or, sorry, digital amps, uh, digital, uh, sorry, tube amps, the entire selection. So it's the biggest selection of Fender's current amplifiers that we have in the world. Now, one of the neat things about the store that people notice when they come in is, yes, we've got this big amp room, but throughout the whole store, what you've got is you've got about 20 different pods where you can put a headset on, you can run the guitar through a Mustang uh, micro amp, and you can listen to yourself playing. So that's great for the player. Yeah, so they yeah. don't have to, maybe if they're a new player, they're a little embarrassed about their playing or a little sense about that. They just hear themselves playing. And for the consumers that are walking through the store, what you don't hear is, you know, people playing, 
you know, stairway to heaven for the five millionth time in a row. So it's exactly really wanted to make that consumer friendly. And so cool. Um, that's the that's the second floor. And then finally, the third floor is simply the best collection, the largest collection, nearly a hundred custom shop guitars made by our master builders, team built, the biggest collection of Fender custom shop guitars in the world. And then a separate section where you can go in as a consumer and you can have designed and made whatever guitar you want that Fender makes, and we can make it for you. We can design it from you. Uh, it really, it's, it's called the Dream Factory. And whatever you can dream inside your head, fabrication, materials, design, different pickups, anything, we can do that in the Dream Factory. It might take a while to get the guitar because when the master builders, many of them have three and four waiting your waiting lists. Yeah, right. But wow. you can buy that guitar, you put your deposit down, and you can walk home, or we can send it to you um have your own master built your own design guitar that a master builder built for you that sounds awesome you had me at the basement and then <laughs> all the all the <laughs> other areas so so great what's the um what's the response been like since the opening how's the public taken it well so far it's been it's been fabulous you know my previous life before uh, fender i was the president of ralph lauren here in japan and i was also before that i was the, the president of one of the divisions for louis vuitton group their travel retail division um, in Asia and mid-Pacific. And so I can tell you this, the response from the media was the, the best of any brand I've ever seen. Okay, any, wow. And it was just, we had over 150 media at the media event. It was covered across all the different news stations and all the different, um, you know, all the different media across Japan. Um, we had a, a massive showing of the Fender artists here in Japan. Uh, we had artists from all around the world. Uh, that came to to the event, um, and you know, there, and overall, you know, the store is beating expectations as far as visitors. We've had several hundred thousand people in five in less than five months walk into the store. Far out. Um, so that's great. People just that uh, we've got four and a half stars, you know, out of five uh, on on the Google reviews with uh -huh. hundreds of reviews. People really do seem inspired. They really seem to love it. When you look at store metrics, I won't get into specific metrics, but I can tell you from the standpoint of spend, conversion, as I mentioned, visits, um, all the things that should happen in a retail store to make it grow and develop in the beginning and, and do well um, are there. We're really excited about it. At the same time, as all retail stores should be, they're a never-ending work in progress so mm -hmm. our store will continue to evolve our store will continue to develop and grow uh, to meet the the different consumers demands that come in great that's that's interesting you say that about the metrics you know we're in a time i know in australia and the states and parts of europe you know many retailers many musical retailers are downsizing or moving to strictly online kind of operations why why has fender chosen to not only buck the trend but really attack it with this multi multifaceted store well it's an it, that's that's a great question and i would answer it by saying this first of all guitar playing there are more people listening to guitar music today than ever in the history of the world um when you look at the um you know subscriptions to spotify and all the different um streaming uh you know platforms out there more people are listening to music today and have access to all kinds of music today than ever before and the other interesting fact that i 
have heard is that over 90% of people listening um, to those different platforms, it's the majority, the vast majority is guitar music. Okay. Um, wow. And it's backlog, which is predominantly guitar music. And Fender, obviously, over the last 77 years has made its name um, and is on virtually in every recording studio on almost every album. I mean, you can't separate the fabric of modern contemporary music with the contribution that Fender has made to that. Sure. So that's the first thing. That, and it's an important point of this. Second thing is that following COVID, after COVID, there the demand for live music, seeing people live and playing live yeah. um, is an all-time high. You look at the Live Nation's um, attendance at their shows. You look at how difficult it is for bands to actually get venues to play in. So we know this. We know this is that people want a visceral, real experience, call it analog experience, yep. call it live experience, call it whatever you want. And so what we've also learned during COVID is that, in fact, yes, people wanted to get online and they wanted to buy their products. A lot of that was because they couldn't leave the house and lockdowns and all that stuff. Sure. But what people really want, we feel, and I know, and I learned this in my previous life in luxury and fashion and lifestyle, is that people want to be able to do both. We know at Fender that the average guitar player will get online or go to a store six to seven times before they make the guitar decision. Okay. Okay. And so, so a lot of people love to go to the stores, touch and feel the guitars. And then, hey, it's real easy. Just have it shipped to their house, get online and buy it that way. Okay. Or some people do all their research online. They look at all the different websites. They look at all the different dealers and the services that they offer and, and the brands, et cetera, et cetera. And then they end up going to a store and buy that product. So I think the main thing is for all of us, for the brands and for the dealers all around the world alike is the goal should be is that we drive and we grow the entire business. And that has always been Fender's mantras that as a number one guitar based amp brand of the world, it's our responsibility to lead the business and to drive growth in the business. And I don't think anybody um, in the musical instruments industry would argue with any way that we can to get more people to pick up the guitar. Because the truth is this, if people pick up the guitar and play it for six months to a year, they will be a life player forever. Yeah, and yeah. lifetime value of those consumers collecting and buying guitars over a whole lifetime and amplifiers and all the swag with it, not by the way, with just one brand, with lots of brands, sure. yeah. um, is really should be the goal of all of us. And if we all do that and we all have that mindset and we embrace technology like buying online um, and store experiences and more exalted store experiences and better customer service and all those things, our mark, our business will continue to grow as it should. Music makes a difference. And so what we're doing actually is very noble. Yeah, awesome. Ed, are you suggesting guitar players want to own more than one guitar for the length of their lives? That's outrageous. <laughs> well, it's a funny thing because, you know, I think the first thing that guitar players do, I know myself because I'm a strummer. I'm a songwriter, a strummer. I'm not a great guitar player, but I've always loved to play. I've always been a big fan of Fender. My, I've always been a big Telecaster fan. Um, and funny enough, my very first electric guitar was a was a Fender uh, Finline reissue Telecaster. Mm -hmm. um, and it was made in Japan. It was made in Fujigan factory right here in Japan. And I've had that guitar played and toured with that guitar, opened it with REM radio. I had lots of different bands with that guitar. So um, 
but I think the first thing that a lot of people do when they buy a guitar and start to learn to play it before they want to buy another one is the first thing. It's probably a lot like motorcycles. They want to go out and find a friend to play with them. They want to sure. get in a group. They want yeah. to start playing with people. Um, but I always find that there's a couple different types of people that want to buy the second, third, and fourth guitar. There's those people that that really want to begin to collect and they want to try out different sounds and, and different layering and tonality and colors and textures. Um, and I think that's the vast majority of people that want to try out different ways to express themselves, which is really cool. Um, there's another group of people that really love guitars because guitars actually, over time, if you buy the right guitar um, and the right brands and the right models, um, like Fender, you'll find that um, the, those guitars over time can in fact maintain their value better than a lot of other things. Um, in, increase, in, in fact, increase in value. And the guitar, if you take care of it, has a very long lifetime. I mean, there's guitars I've seen that are 60, 70, 80, 100 sure. years old. They're still in incredible, um, incredible shape. And then there's the other one, which I always love. Um, you know, I think we got to be careful of it because, you know, it's, I think some people think that if you pick up a guitar and you play it, um, that if you just buy another guitar, maybe it's going to get easier to play or it's going to be, you're going to be a better guitar player. Yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, is, is sure there's guitars if the guitar inspires you and it makes you practice more um that's a great thing so i'll go out and buy it but at the end you know the secret i think of guitar playing is stick with it for six months except that you're not going to be good at it except that you're going to be actually you just have to go through 30 minutes to an hour of being terrible at something and being okay with it yeah. and something magical happens at around six months where it starts the chords start to resonate more and you start to feel like you can play, and I think if you can do that um, and you get in and you buy um, the right guitar in the beginning, um, either you can stick with that guitar or you can, once you've progressed a bit, you can step up and, and get a guitar more for your liking and more um, at your level as you progress um, as a player. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Kopp. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. Ed, can we talk about Fender Japan as... The, the Japanese made instruments. I've been fascinated with um, with Fender Japan, the way it's been able to stay in its own lane in a lot of ways, like some of the models that we're seeing, like even current models like um, the Aerodyne series, for example, um, are totally unique to the Japanese line. And Fender Japan has done that since day dot, since the early 80s. I'm thinking of the crazy Katanas and other uh, MIJ yeah. Fenders. Can you explain how how that functions, um, I guess, in concert with or autonomously from Fender Musical Instrument Corp. What's the, like, say, the design process then if they want to build a new guitar? How does that tie in with the international range? How much autonomy would Fender Japan have for that sort of thing? That's a, that's a great question. So I just want to first start out with the big picture and then we get a little more granular. Yeah, and sure. Focus on Made in Japan. So obviously, like any great brand, um, you have a long-term um, product roadmap and product plan. 
And so that 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 generally for Fender is really goes around our electric guitars, our acoustic guitars, okay, our amplifiers, our accessories, mm -hmm. and sort of our lifestyle products that we make, okay. Um, and so within the the electric guitar range, we have obviously um, our made in the USA guitars, which are really our core and our flagship, and really what built Fender. Um, we have our we have our Made in Mexico guitars, our player series guitars. Um, we have the Squire series, right? So there's more for beginners. And then obviously in there, we've got the Made in Japan um, series of guitars, which as I mentioned, most of them never leave Japan. Uh, and there's a reason for that because, you know, the, the, the Made in Japan product line is made. Um, we work very closely with the US team as part of the big picture roadmap so we're not doing any real overlapping mm -hmm. fender in japan guitars have had a unique history um in fender uh so fender has been making uh, guitars here in japan for decades they truly are in the spirit and in the design they are part of the fender family but there's subtle nuances in the way they're made in some of the way that they're made and in some of the treatments we do with the guitars and some of the designs of the guitars subtle nuances um that that give the made in Japan line not just aesthetically but also from a tonality standpoint their own space within the Fender family. And um, interestingly enough, back in the 1980s when uh, Bill Schultz purchased, um, you know, Fender yeah. from CBS, the business had basically been, I would say, um, decimated or destroyed. Is that? Fender was still at that time, it was the only place in the world that we were still making um, guitars was in Japan. And so the Japanese, the Japanese manufacturers and Japanese um, guitar makers that were working with Fender at that time were incredibly helpful in, in, in helping us continue to manufacture and make guitars. And then we built up the capabilities again in America and other places mm -hmm. around the world. Um, we have a team here in Japan that work very closely um, with our manufacturing facility, with our team in the U.S. And we do want to maintain, while we want to maintain being part of the Fender family and to enhance the total Fender Electrics family, we also do have a, a, a unique identity for Fender guitars. You see us do a lot of really neat things like with artist guitars here. We have a lot of license to really push limits here. Uh -huh. We don't yeah. want to, all, we, what we don't want to do is we don't want to just basically have the same colors and the same products of made in USA guitars or made in, in uh, Mexico guitars and just call them made it and just have them make it. Sure. It doesn't make any sense. Japan has its own personality. Our Japanese guitars have their own personality. They have their own unique tonality, which is right in line with Fender's tonality, but again, subtle nuances and they're highly collectible. I mean, these guitars and they're wonderful. I mean, they're wonderful. I think if you are a Fender player, and you have a U.S. made guitar, and you have a made in Mexico guitar. You've got an array of guitars. I think to to add to your collection, make buying a made in Japan guitar, um, I think is a wise decision. As I tell to people who are crazy made in Japan collectors, I say, hey, you really should see the rest of what Fender has to offer, both in you know the American professional, ultra, custom shop, etc. So it is. We have a team here of people whose sole purpose is to work in de designing and developing. Um, the roadmap for made in Japan, Japan guitars, which is, which is, which basically rounds out the entire family and and really fits into the Fender 
long-term product line and product development process and roadmap. But that's fascinating. It's it's so cool to hear. Um, I guess two sides. The the flagship st- store looks amazing. I'm a massive made in japan fan for all sorts of guitars but i'm really interesting to hear that side of it too but i need to let you go but one very last question is are there any plans to expand the flagship stores internationally and when will sydney be built <laughs> so there's always the opportunity to do it we have gotten communication from people because obviously japan here in japan we have the this year alone, we expect 30 million tourists to visit Japan okay. and by 2030, 60 million. So I can tell you just standing in the store, I think um, we also can serve sort of as the United Nations hub because I've met <laughs> so many people from all around the world. And and what I hear over and over again is, gosh, I wish we had something like this um, in our own country. And in many ways they do. And I always t- tell people like our our dealers in Japan and all around the world are our business partners. We love our dealers. They are really important on so many levels um, as the tip of the spear in countries all across the world to represent our brand and to really represent electric guitar and acoustical playing, even for other brands. So we love our dealers. The one thing that I think right now our big focus is on developing, continue to develop the Japan store Mm -hmm. to really um, work on that model and to really work on that experience because we really do want it to be something special. So, um, I mean, there's obviously other opportunities um, around Southeast Asia for expansion, which we'll investigate in the coming years. But for right now, the main thing for me is to really develop, number one, continue to develop and refine that store experience right here um, in Tokyo, um, where Japanese people and people from all around the world get to see that. I think when some people used to say to me, well, why Tokyo? I don't think people really understand the connection between um, Japan and um, Fender and the long history. I mean, um, Fender is owned by a company called Servco, uh, which is a owned by a third generation family called the Fukunaga family, Japanese Americans okay. with a long history in, in investing in, in Fender music for over 40 years. Wow. And so, and, and as I mentioned before, the development of made in Japan guitars, there is a very deep thread and connection between um, the USA between Fender and between Japan. And so we want to respect that. But again, to the store, I think the main thing that what we want to do and use the store for as it relates to any real expansion right now for a while certainly is to, to, to see what's working in our stores and then to share that with our dealers. What's working online? What's working in the store? What's working with displays? What's working with CRM? What's working with customer service? What's working with product assortment? And then share that with our dealers because we're all in this together. We really, really are. We are not in competition with our dealers. We are simply there to support growth as the number one electric guitar based amp brand in the world to support growth across the industry. And I'll leave you in this. What's truthful, though, that we have to keep in mind is in 2023, people are used to an incredibly high and sophisticated level of retailing in the brands that they shop. It's undeniable that people that shop for guitars also shop at Apple. They also shop at Nike. They also shop at Ralph Lauren. They also shop at Toyota or Ferrari or... Uh, Porsche or, you know, Chevrolet or whatever. And so what's really important, and they often will do this all in the same day. 
So what's really important as all of us being, um, you know, fans of Fender is that all of us understand that and understand that in 2023, the level of retailing is different from just 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. The consumers want a new experience and they want a consistent experience. So if they go into Apple and if they go into Nike, what they want is they want to experience the same level of retailing, the same level of service, the same level of quality, the same level of knowledge, and the same level of commitment to that endeavor, which in our case is guitars, guitar playings, amps, et cetera. And they want to experience that, especially anyone under the age of 35, because they've grown up with all this. And so Fender is totally committed to that. We're totally committed to doing it in our own store. And we're totally committed in working with our dealers here in Japan, in Australia, all throughout Asia and all around the world. Very, very cool. Well, Ed, thank you so much for joining me here on the Guitar Speak podcast. Uh, until the Sydney shop opens, I guess I'll just have to come over to Tokyo sometime. But uh, it looks amazing and I wish you and uh, Fend all of the success that you deserve with uh, what you're doing. Matt, you're always welcome to come up here. We would love to have you up here uh, in the store. And, you know, we love the Australian business. We love our Australian dealers. And I would just say this final point about Australia and guitar players in Australia, which I'm pretty sure Australians know. Um, but for those that don't, they should, is that we've done a lot of studies because we know that artists, we know that, that artist adoption equals market share. Fender has said this um, for years and years. It's a big part of our strategy is that the more people that play Fender guitars, the more artists that play Fender guitars, the more consumers pick up the Fender guitar. That's just sure. um, a simple truth. And when we studied you know, where the biggest influential artists were in the year in, around the world. What we discovered is that per capita, Australia creates, has created over the last 60, 70, 80 years. Per capita, Australia with 26 million people in, around, in Australia, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, 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 has created more headlining top acts in the world than any other country per capita. Wow. And so we are a okay. huge, huge fan of the amazing players that have built um, the sort of modern contemporary popular music, um, you know, over, over the, over the years uh, and, and, and all the way to the new artists that are playing today and supporting those artists. And Australia swings way over its weight and population in creating world-class number one influential artists and amazing players throughout the year, throughout wow. the years. And so that for us is a really, really important to us about the Australian market above and beyond just our business there. Wow, there you go. I had no idea. That is awesome to know. Well, but thank you again. And um, yeah, I hope to chat another time or, or meet you over there sometime. But thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Right on. Play guitar, play Fender. Thanks so much. <laughs> so there you go. Bud Cole on the Guitar Speak podcast. I love that conversation. Really super interesting. All those details about the working of Fender in the Asia Pacific area and specifically that flagship store in Tokyo. 
I love the bonus info on Australian guitar consumption. And as it turns out, Bud is a massive fan of Australian rock. All right, my thanks to Jack Williams at Fender Australia for teeing up that conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks also to Fretboard Biology, longtime partners with the podcast. Please check out the course that Joe Elliott has put together. Links are in the show notes. Now, as I'm about to consider how many guitars I need to sell to buy a ticket to get to Tokyo, I want to leave you with the words of wisdom from Michael Schenker, who once told us... Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. I'll catch you next time on the Guitar Speak podcast. Bye now.